0: Versus attachment issues because there's a difference y'all. I'm also the author of decluttering at the speed of life, which is uh, my newest book uh, that came out in February and it's available wherever books are sold in any format in which you like to be, buy books. Um, I also want to make sure you know that I would love to meet you at one of my speaking events or actually um, one event where I'm not speaking. Um, I will be in North Carolina, uh, Phoenix, and actually Dallas in a couple of days. So anyway, um, go to aslobcomesclean.com speaking if you would like to make sure that you don't miss those if I'm going to be in your area. Um, okay. We're talking about attachment versus attachment issues. I have a question that came in via text from a personal friend who knows about my, what I do for a living. Okay. This is somebody who knows that I have the blog and the books and the podcasts and all that kind of stuff. He's actually one of the first people who knew about all this kind of stuff because he, I don't know some kind of a conversation and I mentioned, you know, it was one of those where I was trying to not lie and I'm like, Oh, will I write online? Anyway, he searched till he found me. So anyway, this is a, a friend, like a couple friend of my husband and I anyway. um, So he knows what all I do. Well, we, you know, as happens, just in general life, people start talking about clutter and cleaning and all that kind of stuff, but it happens even more with me Um, So we were at a football game a couple of weeks ago, and um, he started saying something about, you know, how great he was doing at decluttering and all that he was getting rid of. So just let me give you a little bit of background on their situation. They are brand new empty nesters. So this is, um, you know, four kids that at one point, I think because of twins, were like ages three and under or something, you know, have now all graduated and left for college. Um, They're amazing parents. They're people who I love my own kids having, you know, relationships with. So these are great people, but their kids have left for college and he is on a decluttering kick. I mean, like decluttering like crazy. So he's telling all these crazy stories about taking trips to the dump and just loading stuff up and taking it and taking it and taking it. And, and, um, his wife is just sitting there smiling. Okay. Now she's a super creative type. Um, he is a engineer and one of the most practical people that I have ever met in my entire life. Like just a quick example of that is, um, you know, he's always like, well, I mean, it's super easy to lose weight cause he lost weight like 30, 40 pounds at some point actually before I knew him and it's kept it off all these years. It's like, it's just a matter of math, you know, the calories and blah, blah, blah. So if I want, um, if I want to eat something, I just eat what I want to eat to make the calorie amount, you know, so I have seen this person like literally just take the frosting off of the top of cinnamon rolls and just eat the frosting cuz that's what he wanted and then he's fine and and so it's just we're we're talking and I know that sounds crazy but i mean like that mathematically is how he sees everything okay so just kind of give you a little background Anyway, so he's telling me these stories about this, and she's just smiling. And she's, you know, like, and I was like, Well, how are you reacting to this, to her? And she's um, like, Oh, yeah, that's fine, you know. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> Somebody want to come in and declutter all my stuff? Great. Except I think I would be freaking out a lot more than that. Well, anyway, I get this text from him a couple days later, and he says, um, When we married, a little background he was giving me, when we married, we got literally every piece of China we registered for. I think we have 12 full place settings, all the stemware, and even the serving pieces. Knowing I was going to the dump, I asked her the other day if I could throw it all away since we've only used it twice in our 28-year marriage and never since we moved here 10 years ago. She said no, and then he put a sad face emoji. Do you have any advice on how I can convince her to declutter it? Go ahead, as all of you are probably going, oh, my word. Okay, because, yeah, same reaction from me. Um, here's my response. Nope, let her keep it. Unless it's crowding out things you need to live, it's fine. Okay, so that's the short answer. Um, I, I do want to make sure, as you've heard me say that, um, like, it, it it got my blood boiling a little bit as the clutter person and somebody else being like, well, duh, we've only used it twice in 28 years. What's the big deal? Let's throw it in the, let's take it to the dump. Whew, it does make my blood pressure go up a little bit. So I just want to make sure you understand that I get that. Um, but I do also want to say, don't hate this person. Okay. I mean, really, this is a loving husband. They have a great relationship. One of the kindest people I, I know who like, I mean, sees a need out in the world and goes and takes care of it. Okay, so this is not a bad person, all right? Let's don't make assumptions, just like we wish that he wouldn't make assumptions. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, okay? So I just wanted to give you the background of that conversation and this question because this is a normal question for someone to ask who is helping someone else declutter and can see the math of it being that we never use this, why do we need this? And then the person who they're helping declutter or whose you know stuff it is, is just an automatic no. And if we if we went through the on paper part of this, of course the answer would be you don't need the china. But I am not going to ever convince someone to declutter their China that they desperately want to keep. Y'all know I have my China. I've used mine maybe four times in 19 years, but I have my China and I'm keeping my China because I love my China. There is something about it. And we're going to talk in just a little bit about why I don't want to have to explain why I want to keep my China. Okay. But it all comes down to. The container concept. Did you guys know I was going to say that? It all comes down to that. Basically, without going into a lecture on what the container concept is, that was what my answer to him was. No, let her keep it. Unless it's crowding out things you need to live, it's fine. Okay? Unless it is causing you to not be able to live comfortably in your home, unless it's cramping your style OK, meaning like we can't have anyone over because the entire entryway of our house, our front door is blocked by boxes of China. OK, well, in that case, maybe there'd be a reason to. Although it's still not a done deal that the China needs to go. OK, it all comes down to a con- the container concept, which means as you It all comes down to what do you have the space for when that space also needs to include you, okay, and what you need to be able to do to function and live as a family, as a couple, whatever, okay? Um, And if, if this is the sticking point, if this China is the sticking point and the house is overcrowded, then... What else can we get rid of so that there's room for the china? This is the thing that often makes the difference for somebody, for me personally, for other people that I work with who are just completely stopped on something like that is a clear I cannot get rid of that item thing. Okay, then what are you willing to get rid of so that you have room to keep it? And a lot of times that will reveal that, oh, okay, well, it turns out I'm not willing to get rid of something else to have room to keep it. So now I'm willing to get rid of it, but it also, I have to be willing to accept either answer because if the answer is, okay, I'm willing to get rid of this. So I have room to keep that, then that's fine. It's the container that decides how much of something I can keep. And I get to decide, or the person whose home it is, whose space it is, gets to decide how much should they get to keep. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. We're going to keep talking about this. Oh, don't you worry. Uh, but let's go talk about our sponsor first. Our sponsors make this podcast possible. HelloFresh is today's sponsor. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. So you can just cook Eat and enjoy. There are 3 different plans to choose from so you can pick the best one for your family's unique situation. There's Classic, Veggie, and Family. HelloFresh is a great way to rediscover the excitement of cooking. Cooking. You'll feel confident because they send simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards. HelloFresh believes cooking should be simple and convenient. Personally, I love how they organize their boxes that get delivered to my house. Each meal gets its own clearly labeled paper sack with all of its ingredients in it. So I just stick those in my fridge and then pull them out when when it's time to start cooking. When I made Chipotle chicken flatbread, which we loved, everything was right there in the bag and ready to go for that meal. All already organized, put together for me. And then... I like to put all the scraps and trash in the empty bags as I cook, which makes the cleanup so much easier. It's a win-win. There are so many benefits of subscribing, and the account is easy to manage online with the ability to choose your delivery date to match your ever-changing schedule and pause deliveries for when you're on vacation. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com clean60 and enter the promo code clean 60 again for a total of $60 off that's $20 off your first three boxes visit hellofresh.com slash clean 60 and enter the promo code clean 60. Okay let's get back to the subject um, and I do want you to know that as I am um, Texted back and forth with my friend. He's very good natured about it, okay? But it's just, he doesn't see the emotional attachment to this, okay? So the real question, like I said in the title of this podcast episode, is attachment versus attachment issues. Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about, you know, just because you're attached to something does not mean you have attachment issues, all right? You can like something. You can love something. But it's not an issue unless it hurts your ability to function in life, okay? The simple answer is you can keep whatever you want to keep, but you can't keep it all. So the attachment issues become when it's something that affects your health, okay? Like maybe you want to keep something that's I mean, let's just. What's that story? What's that story where the, um, it's like the, and you've heard the stories, but it's like the dead body, the person sleeping in the, um, bed with the dead body for sixty years. You know that that's attachment issues, okay? Um, you know because yeah, that's affecting your health, <laughs> and also nobody's going to want to come over to your house because it stinks, um, but. That that's where the issue is, you know, is this keeping me from, would I rather keep this item than be able to function in life? Okay. But if we can function and we can do the things that we need to do, and obviously so many other things have left the house that most likely there is room for this stuff, then, you know, that's not an attachment issue. Okay, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, she doesn't have attachment issues, because he's taking stuff to the dump, and she's not freaking out, you know, so I mean, that and that's what I told him, I said, you know, you need to be super grateful that she is not freaking out over every last little thing that you're taking away. I mean, if she has chosen this one thing, that is like, no, this is where I draw the line, and that's okay for her to draw that line. Um you know the issue beca- it becomes an issue when it paralyzes you when it um you know causes problems in other areas of things are you able to function can you do the things you want and need to do um can you have people over without being embarrassed okay not even just without um you know having to you know shove the door open and move a bunch of boxes to get the door open but can you have people over without being embarrassed are you able to um you know have the bug man come when I just had my bug man come, but you know, are you able to do that? Or is this something where you are, Oh goodness, I'm going to put that off and I'm going to put that off and I'm going to put that off because, um, you know, the house is just too overcluttered and messy and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's where it becomes an attachment issue. Sometimes it's not even about attachment. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it always is. Sometimes it's about slob vision and all the other things that we've talked about and the visibility rule and blah, 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 blah. But, um, this specifically is about, you know, attachment is I would rather not be able to function than get rid of this item well, that's an issue as opposed to just, I want to keep this item. Okay. When there's plenty of room for it. Um, remember my definition of clutter, which I get to make up a definition because I wrote the book, um, is anything that you can't handle, right? So it's anything that continually gets out of control. So it's anything that, A space in my home is constantly going back to being a disaster. That means I have too much stuff in that space and I need to declutter it to the point where then I can keep it under control. Clutter is not a matter of taste. You know, the clutter threshold is the point at which I have more stuff than I can easily keep under control. But what people automatically assume when I say clutter threshold is it's how much clutter you like having around or how, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say clutter because that's only, that's personal. Um, how much stuff you like having around. Okay. If you go to somebody's house and they have, um, you know, collections everywhere of, you know, all sorts of different little trinkets and all that kind of stuff, but everything is neatly on shelves and, and you're able to function and do everything you need to do, but it's just a lot more stuff than you personally would like. That's your taste. That's not clutter. It's only clutter when they can't handle it, when it is piled, when it's more stuff than they personally can keep under control. But it's, and that that is where a relationship, that's where it becomes difficult because you've got two people living in the same house who have different clutter thresholds okay and this becomes an issue of what can we as a couple keep under control not what can we as a couple both go wow I love that thing no that's not the issue the issue is what can we as a couple keep under control I'm also going to just mention that there is value in grandma's attic with myself being grandma okay um so there is nothing wrong with something being stored as long as there is space for storage. Okay. Now I'm not going to go out and, um, you know, I I don't want to pay money for storage. Um, I don't want to put something in a place where, you know, I'm tripping over it all the time at the expense of what I need to be doing right now, but there's value in storage. And here's what I'm saying. You know, my husband, um, we, we just cleaned out his parents' house and like full on, it's over, it's done. He went for the last time. Um, the the people were coming in to get it at that point. Okay, and, and so he went for the very last time and he got a picture, a painted picture. And this thing I'm guessing is maybe 20 by 24. I mean, it's a big, big, big painting of his sister and him when they were kids. I mean, his sister is like, anyway, a teenager and he's a, he's a kid. So, um, here's this painting that, you know, we had gone through the house. We had done the, um, garage sale, estate sale. We'd done all the different things and his sister never wanted this painting and I didn't bring it home because I mean, it just, you know, his mom didn't want to keep the painting. It's huge. Um, but my husband brought it home. And it's, it's not something, I mean, and he and I, we talked about it and I, I asked him, I said, is there somewhere you'd like to put this up? And he was like, no, I just couldn't throw it away. And I said, okay. I said, are you okay if we wrap it really nicely and put it in the attic? And he said, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I mean, you know, think about all the children's stories where kids play in all the, you know, stuff in the attic or whatever. It's okay to store some stuff. I mean, it's it's okay just because you don't need it, but you can't, you know, we're we're not talking, if there's room for it, if there's room for it to be stuck in the attic, or I don't know, I don't have a basement. I wish I did. It's my dream to have a basement. Y'all know that, right? Anyway, because it would solve all my clutter problems if I had a basement. Um, But you know, if you have the space, okay, put it there. Now, Our attic has stuff that is stuff we never, ever get it out. Now, I'm going to say never, ever, except that um, just today, I went up in the attic and I dug around to find my old stuff from when I taught theater. That was something that I absolutely, I got rid of so much of it. I got rid of most of my, you know, college textbooks and all that kind of stuff. But there was some stuff that I had put so much work into when I taught theater. That I just could not get rid of, and so we put it in the attic, and it 's been up there i 'm guessing at least a decade well, um I needed it you know i've got two different kids and two different one in a high school and one in a junior high theater class that both need need monologues and i'm like, you know what i've got i've got a bunch of stuff, a bunch of monologues that I have um you know, found and cut already. And I had ready for the classes that I taught. I'm like, I'm going to go up there and see if I can find that. And guess what? I found it. It was clearly labeled. It was there. It was not something we've needed. It wasn't affect. I mean, it never did it get in the way of anything because we don't have a lot in our attic. I mean, it's definitely not packed full at all. I can see every single box and that includes our Christmas stuff that goes up there, but it wasn't harming our life. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that stuff being in the attic. And so I've kind of just been thinking about that lately. I'm like, you know, as long as it's as long as it's all get-to-able, that is key. So if I needed it, I could actually get to it, which means it can't be just shoved in there, top to bottom, packed so tight that I can't possibly get to anything, and also putting our ceiling at risk that it would fall through because it was so heavy or whatever. But I can put some things that I'm like, you know what, I just... I can't get rid of it, even though I don't have any kind of, um, actual need for it right now, I put it up there, you know, and and this picture of my husband and his sister, I suppose if we move, we'll decide then, is it worth moving or not? Um, I suppose if we never move and our kids, um, clean out our attic, that they'll either go, oh, Well, one of us is going to take this to our attic or it will have no emotional value whatsoever and they'll get rid of it and they'll throw it away. I mean, so it's, you know, but for right now, I don't consider it an attachment issue that my husband was not willing to get rid of a painting of him and his sister. Now, this is a painting of him and his sister that's been in a, that was in a back bedroom of his parents' house. It had already been, you know, taken away from being a prominent, you know, huge, um, honored place in their house, in his parents' house for years. I mean, it had been moved away from that. It was in a back bedroom, but he just wasn't willing to get rid of it. And that's not an attachment issue. That's just emotions and normal life, you know? And I consider that to be the same thing with, um, these dishes, you know? And and I mean, there's, there's always the, um, I mean, my advice for you, if you personally are wanting to get rid of your dishes, you know, some of the things that I advise are, can you keep one place setting? Can you keep just enough place settings for, um, you know, they have four kids. If it was her asking, this would be my answer. You know, can you keep, you know, just one place setting to hang on the wall to remember you, to remember it by, can you keep just enough place settings for your personal family, um, or whatever. But it's not her asking, and that's actually the point here. That's the whole point. Is it's when you're helping someone else how to deal with these things. Number one is for you to understand there's a difference between attachment and detachment issues. Um, here, here's here's something too. Um, it is not always possible to explain something. Okay, it's not always, you know, here's the thing. If you ask me why I'm attached to something, I may not know right away. I may not be able to put into words. I mean, come on. I am the person who writes about decluttering and talks about decluttering and, I mean, every single week in podcasts and all that kind of stuff, but If it's something that I'm personally attached to and you ask me about it, I'm immediately going to get defensive and I may not be able to answer you right away. And so what's going to happen if you're helping me declutter? I'm going to dig my heels in and I'm going to be like, no, and I don't want to explain to you why it is that I want to keep this. I just know that I want to keep it. And when I start to posture myself in that way, when I start to um, view this as a battle, you know, I mean, before it's been like, sure. Yeah, sure. Get rid of that. Sure. Get rid of that. But if this turns into a battle, then I'm going to start being resistant to a lot of other things. Wait a minute. Wait, no, stop pressuring me. Stop pressuring me in general. And everything else is going to start to feel like pressure too. Okay. Other things to think about are the long game and goal. That sounds very football-y. I don't understand football, but you've got to think about the long game. You've got to think about what is the goal here. The definition of decluttering success is having less in your house than you had when you started, okay? The goal is to live comfortably in your home. The goal for you personally might be to be a minimalist, but if you're living with another person who does not have that goal... The reality is you're living with another person who does not have that goal, okay? And unless that person is your child, you don't get to say we're minimalists now. You, you know, that's just, that's marriage. I mean, that's, that's life is you work together and you find a happy medium, just like you do in everything else in life, okay? So as you are thinking about that end goal and going, You know, our goal is to have less stuff in this house to, to make it even more comfortable to have, you know, I'm, I would like more minimal. Well, then go with the easy stuff. Easy stuff first means the stuff that's easy to them. Not easy to you. Well, duh, we've only used it twice in 28 years, but easy to them. Oh, well, yeah, I don't care about that. Sure. That can go. Okay. You know, focus on what's easy for them first you know, and I I know he's getting rid of his own stuff here too. Okay. So, you know, that's easy because he can get rid of his own stuff and then help her with the stuff that's easy for her. Um, and make it something to where your focus is on the momentum, momentum, nothing will stop momentum more than, um, feeling attacked okay over something. So, and I'm not saying that she feels attacked. I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm just using this example and I told him I was going to talk about this and he said, yay. So anyway, um, but, but that's, that's the thing you have to think of that goal. Remember that momentum has so much more effect than anybody ever thinks. I personally have gotten rid of things that I never thought I would have gotten rid of that my automatic reaction would be no, never. I'm keeping that forever. That was my reaction before, but because of decluttering momentum, because of getting rid of things and then living without it, getting rid of things, experiencing how much easier it was to live in our home with less stuff in it, um, all of that experience then changed how I viewed that same stuff later on in the process. Okay, so that momentum is everything, but you don't get to decide necessarily how fast that momentum moves for them. Um, and we're talking about when you're continuing to live in the same house. Okay. We're not talking about when it really is an all or nothing situation. Okay. So don't go all or nothing when it's not an actual all or nothing situation. And realistically, when is there ever an all or nothing situation? It's pretty rare. Okay. But you know, maybe it's, you're moving into a um, travel trailer to move across the country. That's still not technically an all or nothing situation because it becomes a situation of, you know, this is the amount of space that we have. And so what things are going to fill that space? Okay. That's still not all or nothing. It's just a whole lot less than it was before, or we're going to do this. All right. Then you want to keep this stuff in storage, So what comes out of the budget so that we have money to keep something in storage? So, you know, it's, it's rarely an all or nothing thing, but using, it's funny because I'm like using the mathematical boundaries of the container concept of space, meaning space is finite, finite, it can only fit so much stuff in it. That is ultimately what, um, what all of this comes down to is just the accepting the realities of the space that you have and, um especially letting the person if you are helping someone else declutter let them fill that container okay um you know, it becomes an issue, becomes an attachment issue as opposed to attachment when they want to fill the container with stuff that's going to harm you or cause you to not be able to have the things that you need. That's a different thing, but that's an issue. Okay. And when we get into issues, we're talking about, maybe we need some professional help. Maybe we need some, um, you know, some therapy or something like that. Okay. Um, here's, here's a little analogy for you because we're talking about the word attachment. Um, I'm, y'all know, I'm so incredibly thankful that uh, my kids were babies before the internet was a big thing in my life. Um, And I'm incredibly thankful that I don't write about parenting. Oh my goodness. Um, But you know, attachment parenting versus, I don't know what people call it. Was it like CIO cried out or something? I don't know. Anyway, but attachment parenting can be an extremely divisive issue. So even though it was pre-internet, I can remember you know comparing my own how I was dealing with my kids to the way other people were dealing with their kids and thinking when my kids were little that this decision I was making with my child was all or nothing. I mean like I if I don't do whatever a specific way they're never going to get into college. I mean, like, you know, and, and and I'm talking like when they were toddlers, you know, if I react to this situation in an incorrect way, then they're going to steal a car someday. I mean, like that, that's, that's how, you know, it was like, I am failing if I don't do it a certain way. And then, you know, when I would look at it that way, well, then I would look at other people doing things the opposite way and think, oh my goodness, they are ruining their t- I didn't think it really, but you do. I mean, because you're so into, I have to, I have to parent this certain exact, exact precise way that if I don't, everything is going to be ruined down the line, you know, which means that I'm thinking if I, other people are doing it differently, their kids are ruined. Well, guess what? My kids are teenagers now. And I have absolutely no idea who was breastfed or bottle fed. Like, nobody cares. Nobody thinks about it. Nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. I mean, if I sit here and remember, I'm like, well, you know what? Okay, yeah, I guess that could be. There's no difference. You can't tell the difference. I have no idea whose parents carried them around in a sling and whose parents let them cry for an hour till they finally went to sleep. I don't know whose mamas um you know grew their own organic baby food and whose mamas um you know let them drink cow's milk when they were you know nine months old I have no idea nobody cares I mean it all you're all fine you're all fine and so I guess my point is Because I just thought of that with the whole attachment, you know, that being a hot button issue for parenting, um, is don't let this be a hot button issue. Don't let this moment of frustration over what this person that you're helping is willing or unwilling to get rid of. Don't let that be the thing that you're like, oh my goodness, if we can't solve this problem right now, it is all going to fall apart. Everything is going to completely just unravel and our house is going to be ruined forever. That's not true. Skip this, move on to something else, and then come back to this later. Now here, I'm saying this, but I'm also going to tell you that I I do plan on talking about some of the um, kind of emotional things that I've experienced with um, working on my house And I'll tell you there, I have to give myself this talk on a regular basis. This talk about Dana, do not let this one little issue, this one little not doing it perfectly cause you to completely give up and assume that everything is going to completely fall apart. Because I, you know, I mean, I've got some stuff in my master bedroom that I don't have any place to put because the bookshelves that it's supposed to go back on are not done being painted. And it honestly makes me hyperventilate because I am like, no, I, I if I put stuff in a corner of my master bedroom, it's all over. It's all over. We're done. I, I will revert completely back to where I was before. And I, I, I can't, I can't have anything in a temporary spot. I, I'm I'm going to ruin everything. Um, but the truth is, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We're going to keep living in this house. We don't have a deadline. I'm trying to give myself as much of a deadline as I can. I'm trying to motivate myself to go and get stuff done. But the truth is, sometimes life happens. And I got to keep going anyway. And I feel like I'm blathering. I'm just saying, it's going to be okay. Don't let one disagreement between you and another person over a certain item, don't let that be the thing that stops you from making progress, that stops any momentum you have. Instead, go, okay, move on to the next thing. And who knows? Maybe the next thing they're like, oh, well, you know, he let me keep the china and didn't worry about that. So, well, sure, I can get rid of that you Know, I mean, you just that momentum is everything, okay. Um, I hope that made sense. And let me see if there was anything else I was going to talk about. Um, oh, I did want to make sure that you guys um, know that we do have a patron only Facebook group if you would like to be a patron of the show. Um, you can sign up on patreon.com slash a clean. I'll also put the link in the show notes here. Um, and that gives you the opportunity to support what we do around here at the $5 a month level. If you are a $5 a month patron or more, I mean, you can totally do a hundred dollars a month anyway. Um, but if you're a $5 or more patron a month, you can, um, you'll get invited to, a Facebook group as one of the perks of being a patron at that level. So, anyway, um if you are a patron, if you signed up especially over the summer and you haven't been invited to the group, it's probably because you have not filled out the form. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just email me, slobcomesclean at gmail.com, and um, I'll go verify that you're a patron and then send you the form. Um, But I have to have the form. That's how I keep my records. So um, if you're signed into Patreon and you are a patron, you'll be able to see the form. So anyway, all right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.